0: To be beside the seaside, oh, I do like to be beside the sea.
1: Yeah, everyone just bitches all the time, don't they?
0: <laughs> Good start to the record, leave that bit
1: in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever, whenever you may be listening. This is Chain Wrestling with Mags and Psy. I am Si, and I want to say thank you very much yet again for pressing the play button, taking some time out of your day to listen to me and my good buddy ramble on about old wrestling nonsense. And speaking of that good buddy, with me as always, he is the Blade Runner to my Colossal Connection. He is the Crow to my Surfer. He is the podfather himself, Mr. Mags. How are we doing this week, sir? I am doing fan dozer
0: I've just been able to watch a, a five-star match with uh, with Meng and Sting. Definitely not fawning it in on a beach. Yeah, it's been a fun time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, I think, you know, when it comes to uh, where we're going from this, I'm I'm hoping that people vote for my selection to get my own back on you for making me watch this dross this week. It
0: it was horrific. I mean, I've never watched it. I mean, we'll get into it, but I've never watched it before. I literally just followed the chain and, and got to the most interesting point I could have got to. And I bitterly, bitterly regret it
1: oh mate it was it was hard but we'll get to that in a minute we'll get to that shortly shall we um how's your week been my friend yeah not too bad been uh busy on on plenty
0: of podcasts uh work is as work is um excited that we get to maybe come out of lockdown in what june like june june the 21st is it something like that so yeah uh, but yeah, the, I think the most interesting thing is watching the the wrestling Twitter world burn because we've got a new WWE champion.
1: Oh my God. I, honestly, I I I really, really hate Twitter sometimes. In fact, I'd say, I'd say a lot of the time I hate Twitter, but this is just... People just need to calm down a bit, don't they? You know, it's, it's just it's, ridiculous. It's, it's bloody play farting. I don't get why people get so,
0: so angry about it. Do, if you're on Wrestling Twitter, it's very likely that you are not WWE's target audience. So switch your brain off and just enjoy it for what it is. If you want like um, exciting, uh, flippy wrestling with uh, uh, long term storylines, you're in the wrong place. Go to watch AEW, enjoy AEW, watch New Japan, enjoy that, watch Noah. It's absolutely brilliant wrestling. If you want f- entertainment, and that's what it is, it's sports entertainment. That's what WWE are providing. And the Miz's champion, I thought, was a brilliant move.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it's obviously not. It's not like the end game, is it? People, people online screaming, shouting, moaning, <laughs> posting videos of themselves going nuts in their in their little box room or in their mum and dad's basement somewhere or whatever, just ranting on about how oh, Miz is champion. I'm not watching WWE ever again. Well, don't then. Fucking watch something else. Do you know what I mean? It's it's pathetic. I'm so just to put this into context for everyone. We we record normally, Mags and I, on a Monday night. So. In the UK today, we've had the announcement from Boris Johnson about how hopefully we're going to take these steps towards coming out of lockdown. And Elimination Chamber was time of recording early hours of this morning, Mm -hmm. our time. So that puts a little bit more context into what we're talking about, I guess, Mags. But yeah, people just having an absolute meltdown. Um, It's not the end game. They're obviously heading somewhere else. They're obviously heading towards more to do with Lashley and the Hurt business because of what happened mm-hmm. earlier in the show. And people bitch and moan saying, oh, we don't get long-term storytelling or the WWE doesn't tell stories anymore. And that's what they're now doing. And we've got people moaning about that.
0: Yeah, they, I think uh, with a lot of the the fan base, or I mean, that's in the most um, inverted of inverted commas, um they will always find something to to mourn about. Uh, WWE, uh, 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 probably, ethically, a horrible company. For for the stuff that's gone on in in uh, the the past and with with, uh, with with all the talent, yeah, I get that. But if you're still watching the product, they're not going to give you what AW give you. They're not going to give you what New Japan give you. They're there to give you what the kids and the parents want to see. And the Miz is a popular wrestler. He's paid his dues. Is getting a, a run as champion uh, absolutely makes sense for me uh, and if it is the end game for Miz to be the champion, so what? The guy's grafted for 15 years to be uh, where he is today if, if there's anybody who is a WWE wrestler, it's the
1: Miz Yeah, definitely and I think you've also got to look I suppose back through history um, I suppose WWE, WWF is often referred to as um a babyface territory you hear certain people refer to it all as a, on other podcasts um the time where that tends to be different potentially is around this time of year going into wrestlemania because you then often get the good guy moment the feel-good moment of your challenger the the babyface challenger winning the raw rumble chasing the evil heel going into wrestlemania and then you get the good guy moment at the end of mania where he stood there celebrating as Correct. A, as a, a general rule. It's not always exactly like that, but that's kind of the method or the kind kind of the the process mm-hmm. they go through pretty much every year. So if you're sat at home now, screaming into your webcam to your three people who listen and two of them are probably relatives you know about how wwe is this that the other just just do me a favor cancel your network subscription shut your twitter off when lockdown ends for you go outside make a friend you know maybe maybe if you're a young lad go and talk to a girl who knows (laughs) You may enjoy it.
0: I I love shooting, Simon. Simon (laughs) and his shooting too is the best. I mean, I agree with you, though. I've I've seen people who adamantly claim to not have the WWE Network. I don't pay for that shit. I'm not uh, watching it. I don't agree with the company. But I've also seen them... Commented that they've watched the show or they've watched parts of the show and then switched it off when it comes to uh, uh, the stuff that they didn't like. And I'm like, you, you, you're complaining, but yet you're still watching it. Yeah. Don't watch it, seriously. Why put Sorry. yourself through it? Why honestly put yourself through it if you if you put if you're watching it just to be one of the cool kids, um, bitching in the morning about about wrestling because you think you're cool on Twitter? Then you're a, you're a fool. You're talking to a bunch of. A bunch of wrestling T-shirt wearing clowns like us, who just want to enjoy a product. You're not, you're not cool. You you just look like a moron. If you don't like WWE, don't watch WWE. It's as simple as that. I don't know why people put themselves through it. Just enjoy what you want to uh, watch, what you want to enjoy, and and, and leave it at that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and also, I mean that the, there's there's pros and cons to everything, I guess. WWE's got if you include NXT weekly what have they got mags nine was it six seven eight nine hours of television a week
0: oh just wrestling uh take if you add up like all the the documentaries and behind the scenes shows and stuff like that i bet there's dozens of hours per week coming out
1: yeah exactly so it may not all be suitable for yourself you know there's i've said it plenty of times in the past Uh, i don't watch wwe television on a regular basis anymore because as you have said mags it's not really for me i guess but there are still moments i enjoy there are still bits and bobs i seek out after seeing um seeing reports or comments online and i tend to try and watch the pay-per-views my little girl is 11 she doesn't watch wwe television it's not what she enjoys massively but when she puts it on or she does watch bits on youtube that's where she consumes most of her content as i suppose most people under the age of 18 do now i guess um She she'll sit there and she'll watch it all, and she watched the show with me last night. I mean, it's not like she's got to get out for school at the moment, is it? With us all being in lockdown. <laughs> and she, and
0: well, she had a great. Maybe point. she will be going back to school pretty soon. Well, yeah,
1: yeah, potentially. Uh, I don't think she's uh, over the moon about that, but apparently,
0: <laughs> apparently you can go back to school, but you can't go for a
1: haircut, which is no.
0: weird. Uh, yeah. But yeah, in, what I, I basically my takeaway from it is if you don't like WWE don't sit there put yourself through it so you can have a whinge on twitter about it go and watch use that two and a half hours that you would have watched uh elimination chamber and watch something that you do enjoy so you can go and say good things about that on twitter maybe you'll get more people to watch that product that's my whole kind of philosophy on it if if you don't like wb that's absolutely fine that's on you you can you can like what you don't like it's subjective but go and say something cool about a product that you do like. Because I might be interested. I might want to hear your your thoughts on it and, and I might uh, broaden my wrestling palette. But if you're just going to be there, I watched it and it was crap and it was boring and I didn't like it and I hate everything that happens on WWE and Miz is a crap champion and, and why did you have to lose? You, you're only putting yourself through a lot of shit just for a bit of kudos on Twitter. It's It's really not worth it
1: yeah exactly exactly, and I suppose on that note as well, people <laughs> saying, Oh, this is shit, this is no good, they're doing this wrong, blah 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 this company are making billions of dollars, billions of pounds that yeah. they're they're the most financially well off they've ever been um and and in all honesty. That This is ran by a fella who, yeah, okay, some people say he's out of touch. He's he's in his 70s and so on. Um, But he's the most, whether you like it or not, the most successful wrestling promoter of all time. And there's no one even close because everyone else that's lasted over, say, three years has gone out of business, Mm -hmm. you know, or they've left the business and handed it over to somebody else. Correct. Okay. So he is the only wrestling promoter in, in reality at the moment. And this includes Tony Khan because they're still very much at an early stage. He's the only wrestling promoter who's lasted. Okay. We'll round it up a bit. Just be on the safe side, say five years or so who has been a success. Okay. Now, if you, if you've got an issue with what they do, like mag said, absolutely spot on the money. Don't bloody watch. Okay. Or secondly, if you think you're that good. All right. submit flagged up on my Twitter at the other day, they were advertising for a writing assistant now because it's a publicly traded company i believe there's like a law in certain states where they have to advertise certain positions mm-hmm. um to the outside public that yeah fucking apply for a job if you're that good apply for a job send your cv in i'm sure your 14 hours work experience at the local asda will, will, will benefit you somehow you know um oh wow just you know bow on down there you know, sit down with Vince and, and, and Bruce Pritchard and, and and Michael Hayes and all, all those guys, and tell them why they suck and you're amazing, and see how you get on. Okay, stop wasting my time, Max. I'm really tired, mate. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> that's been that's
0: been, it's been brilliant though. I feel cleansed now. I mean, and and to be quite fair, I actually really enjoyed the show. Um, yeah, I thought it was all right. And I agree with you. I think this is the season uh, running into WrestleMania where you you want uh, that feel-good moment for a a face wrestler. So it's better to put the belt on a heel. Last year, we got, what, Goldberg and Braun, which uh, went down like a fart in church. Um, this year we're getting Miz who I think is absolutely acceptable as a champion who or if it ends up being Miz if it ends up being uh, Bobby Lashley whoever but we're still gonna have a feel-good moment at WrestleMania Um, so I I was very pleased with the show
1: yeah yeah I I enjoyed it I mean the women's match going walkabout I guess was a bit of a shame Um, I find it odd that considering it wasn't you know, new information that Lacey Evans wasn't going to be able to wrestle that they couldn't figure something out, but Hey, it is what it is. Um, if I'd have paid, I don't know how much it is in the States for a pay-per-view, but if I would have paid the 24, Four quid or whatever it is, BT Sport in the UK were asking, and it was a two hour. 14.99. I'm sure I thought i for 14.99. Okay, well, even that then, 15 quid, whatever. And it, it worked out. Was it two hours, 28 minutes, two hours, 30 minutes, something like that? I'd have probably been a little bit miffed at that. I'd have thought, well, hang on a second. I'd, I'd like another half hour or so, please, WWE. But ultimately, it is what it is. The situation is what it is. They put the show out there. It yeah. served its purpose from a storyline viewpoint. I, I'm a wrestling fan. I pay 9 99 for the WWE Network. My pay-per-views are included. I'm the arsed. You know, it works like fine for me. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree. Um, let me put a little bit of context on why I'm so tired, Mags. Uh, basically, I wasn't sure if I was going to watch Elimination Chamber because I've, I, it's one of those shows where I could quite easily watch it the following day and, and catch up and ignore, you know, everything online so I don't get results spoiled and so on. Um, but the night before... I had a couple of beers. I was a bit later than I should have been. Um, so I ended up sleeping in. And I thought to myself, okay, well, I, I can I can quite easily stay up for it now, I guess. I watched the United game uh, that finished about nine o'clock ish. And all of a sudden, I felt absolutely wiped out and I was falling asleep in my chair. So oh, I thought, I'll tell wow. you what, I've got a couple of hours before the pay per view starts. I know it's late, later than normal. So normally I try and get to bed if there's a pay per view I want to watch. Normally get to bed about seven ish and get up about. 10, 11, but it's a couple of hours later than normal. But if I get to bed now, set my alarm for like quarter to 12, so 15 minutes before the show starts, I can sit up till, you know, I don't know, three, four o'clock or whenever I thought the pay-per-view was going to finish quite easily. Um, so I did. I went to bed for a couple of hours, got up, watched the pay-per-view. Obviously it finished much earlier than I anticipated. The wife went to bed, my daughter went to bed. And I'm just kind of sat there. But at this point now I'm, I'm absolutely wide awake because i past two in the morning. I'm absolutely wide awake. Mm-hmm. I've ended up going in the kitchen, cleaning the kitchen. Um, there's some shelves up in the front room that are going to be used for my CDs. Uh, my, I've got quite an extensive CD collection and it's been shunted around the house as we're trying to fit everything into this shoebox I live in. Um, so I sort of had a clean up of that and got that ready to put my CDs on. And before I know it, it was like half past five. And I'm thinking, okay, now I need to try and go to sleep. But I'm still wide awake. I went to bed for an hour, couldn't sleep, got back up ended up going down the shop getting the missus a few bits and bobs for breakfast come back and eventually like it ends up being midday and i'm still not been to bed i've then tried to have another lie down to go get some sleep um because i started to feel a bit tired now but then i couldn't sleep then either so ultimately now here we are recording at what was it 25 past seven at night i've been awake since about quarter to midnight um I feel exhausted. I feel tired. I feel moody, but for some reason, I can't drop off and go to sleep. So I'm afraid that's that's what you've got to deal with today, Mag. I'm afraid, mate, tetchy, grumpy, sigh.
0: I, I, I mean, that's me every week. Uh, as you know, I do <laughs> I do five rounds uh, with UFC, so every single week the UFC events are uh, around between one a.m. and three a.m. in the morning. So I have to watch the show, then instantly give uh, Man and, and Carlos' reactions, then get it all edited and uploaded to YouTube. So, often on, on Sundays, uh, I'm maybe not actually going to bed till seven. Uh, and then, when you do uh, Radio Techers on Sunday afternoon, so when you're watching a game, um, I usually get about four, maybe five hours sleep on a Sunday. Uh, so, yeah. And I understand what you mean. It's a uh, Sunday is usually my very cranky day.
1: <laughs> um, also, I had a couple of job interviews this week. Ah, uh, one went hopefully well. I'm hoping to hear back in the next day or two. Um, the other one, I, I'm I don't think I'll be getting mags, and I'll, I'll explain to you now why because it probably make you chuckle a little bit. Um, it was an online interview, so I suppose kind of similar to how you and me are talking to each other right now. Okay. Um, I was told it's a video call that's going to last up to 30 minutes so I ended up um, setting up upstairs in my bedroom so was, you know the animals and the kids and so on it's a bit quieter up there um shirt and tie on and so on um, but I kept my shorts on not sleeping. because I thought, I thought well, what's the point Do you know what I, mean? I I'm quite a quite a large fella it gets warm in our bedroom I've done up like a kipper of shirt and tie and whatnot so I'm sweating it's not attractive to not a good look is it on on the on the on the screen and whatever. so I kept the shorts on that I slept in um there's all like football shorts covered in paint when I used to do decorating and so on, so it, it's not a good look um but you can't see me from the waist up so it's not a problem um when you and I recorded an episode of s j p the other week, um I told you about my birthday present off my sister, didn't I um and this is the shots yeah yeah basically i i turned forty um last week um my uh, little sister who got me a a sort of wicker drawer i guess a wicker a wicker basket excuse me um with forty drinks for for my fortieth and they're all miniature bottles one of jack Daniels one of tequila one of this one of that And there's some real awful things in there that i'm that <laughs> I'm not gonna lie i look at them and it scares me a little bit but I'm very grateful for my sister getting me this gift um Basically in my interview i br- I open the screen up, and first of all the person hasn't got their camera on okay so that's that's weird to me i've got my camera on they've asked me to have my camera on theirs yeah. isn't on so i'm talking to uh, basically a picture of a field yeah is what's up so that's that's strange straight away um, <laughs> as we're talking it becomes apparent that they're not really getting into anything i'm selling if that makes sense yeah. they're, they're coming across a bit a bit off i'm doing my best to be pleasant and nice and just a warehouse and job somewhere you know um thankfully the other one i've gone for is it, it looks more suitable um but as we're talking uh, i have a slight issue with the headset on my um my laptop the lady says that it's breaking up a little bit. Um, I said, Okay, no problem. You can give me two seconds, I'll just change it over. She's like, Yeah, no problem, Simon, you carry on. Um, as I'm talking to this field, which is again, it's so surreal. It's like I'm I'm staring at a it, it might as well be a blank screen. You know, they can see me. I can't I imagine it's what the girls on Babe Station feel like. Do you know what I mean? It feels like <laughs> it feels like you're being studied by somebody on the other side of this camera, you know? Um
0: <laughs> Wow, the comparison. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah I mean, don't get me wrong. I've probably got bigger boobs than some of them, but that's not the point we <laughs> and I know for a fact, my hair is better, but that's different that's a different that's a different conversation for another day um i'm I'm toying around with the cables and the wires and so on, and I dropped the headset, so I've bent down to pick it up. I've put my hand down to steady myself um and basically, I've grabbed the drawer with the miniature bottles in that are propped up next to my bed. Um, and made an almighty racket of all these bits of glass. The lady has basically then said, what was that? And without thinking, I've explained, oh, yes, yeah, all these, these miniature bottles of alcohol I've got. And she said, I thought you said you were recording in your bedroom. I was like, yeah. And then it dawns on me quite how terrible I'm making myself sound. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: and then it also dawns on... wake up to a shot. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, basically. I have explained to her, next to my bed, I've got 40 bottles of booze, um she's heard I don't know if I don't know if you can pick it up, me just a set. She's heard something <laughs> like that. All right, where it's all tumbled onto the deck. Um and then to top it off, I'd realised after I've come off the call that whereas I've dropped the cable down and knocked these these bottles over, where I've bent over to stand up, I've kind of basically just shown her my arse because I'm in these shorts like sleeping. So all in all, I don't reckon I'm gonna be getting a phone call from them asking me to go in. You know, <laughs> it's 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 not been a successful twenty minutes of my life. That one, there, Mags.
0: I, I mean, not to kink shame, but she might be into that. You may get the call because
1: of your showing of the moon. Hey, maybe, maybe. I'm not sure if I, you know, want to be a, you know, turned into an item like that, or, or you know, sort. You, of... you did compare yourself to Babe Station. Well, yeah. Perhaps that should perhaps that should be something I should be doing. Just whilst <laughs> we're whilst I'm out of work you know you see you see these adverts and there's like a TV programme about it once weren't there where somebody became a sex line worker or whatever I could do that go for it I mean you it, you've got a sexy accent
0: what are um, you wearing <laughs> today <laughs> what was that <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that that was a, a very poor attempt at a Gloucester accent
1: <laughs> you almost sounded like an Australian who's had a stroke or something <laughs> all my all my like, attempts at actions all meld into one yeah <laughs> uh, that's, well that, maybe that's the way forward with, like i with, said with my gloucester accent i suppose you know oh is it warm where you are what color is your tractor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> i've got a ply No, that's different that's different let's that's go different. into that <laughs> it's going dark again it's going it dark again yeah. Okay, very quickly then, before we get into our, I'm stalling for time, Max. I don't really want to talk about this. Rest of the match you put forward for us, but (laughs) um, we put a little thing out on Twitter again, didn't we, mate? Uh, Asking for people's uh, best, worst, silliest uh, bits of merchandise or fan items. We well,
0: this was very much the royal we.
1: Well, okay. <laughs> I chain wrestling Twitter account, which I'm no, you yeah, You know,
0: it, it, I mean, it, it works so well. Uh, we got a lot of uh, fun uh, comments for for the last one, the, the drunken stories, and it seems that we got uh, just as many good ones for this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I and mean, to be honest, we didn't get many um, daft or embarrassing or silly ones. I mean, there's a lot of these that I reckon are quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a start, I suppose Dan Griffin uh, at Dan Griffin Twenty One said he went to SummerSlam in 2015. Uh, the package he had included a meet and greet breakfast. Um, he forgot to take anything to get signed, though. But he signed his tickets, and that's signed now by um, Paige and Seth Rollins, which I mean, it's quite a good collection of signatures there, isn't it? Really, that's that's a qual that big quality. That'd be something that you kind of like get. Uh...
0: That's sealed
1: up. Yeah. Yeah, your ticket with Paige and Rodins on it. I can ask I can That's quite cool. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I'm sitting down for breakfast with them. You know, that'd be interesting as well, I guess. But do you reckon they're, they're a Weetabix and baked bean kind of couple? or No, I, I think
0: they're they, <laughs> uh, fruit and a croissant style people.
1: Yeah, no baked beans in sight, no Marmite. <laughs> Definitely not Marmite. <laughs> I mean,
0: Paige may like Marmite. Harkening back to her, her, her days from from, was she from Norwich? Um, yeah. She may be into a little bit of Marmot, but I don't, I don't think Seth is. He's definitely a watermelon uh, and and a, a pastry kind
1: of guy. Maybe a Danish. Yeah, Danish. Yeah, no, I can see that, mate. I can see that. Um, Millwall Chris has messaged in saying he got a signed ticket from the Miami Dolphins, New York Giants game in london in 2007 okay that's signed cool. by yeah yeah definitely um only just literally this last sort of couple of months started watching a bit more uh nfl i still don't fully understand it but i'm sort of getting there slowly i guess um he says it was signed by two legends who used to play for the dolphins at the tailgate party before the game uh the thing is he hasn't got a clue who they are <laughs> that's brilliant so, so it may
0: not even be two Dolphin legends it may just be two random blokes wearing Dolphin jerseys
1: yeah yeah and they've just given him made up names and yeah. signed it Mickey Mouse or something I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but still cool I mean uh, me and, me and uh,
0: uh, my two lads have, have, have talked about wanting to go to uh, an NFL game when they're back in the UK so yeah maybe I'll get uh, a signature by the very same two legends
1: yeah, yeah. compare it with Mill Crush. Chris. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, MGB Mason at MGB Wrestling Pod uh, says he has a poster up in his ring of, bear me just a sec, Tim Donst, I believe that's pronounced, um, a wrestler, um, which is, uh, sorry, he's a poster up in his ring. One of the fun facts keeping it up. Is from one of his matches at Nova Pro. So I'm assuming it's kind of like um, a hardcore style with thumbtacks and everything thrown in. So I reckon that's quite smart. The poster that is held cool. By, yeah. yeah. That the is very, very cool. Held up by, you know, a thumbtack from his match. That's, that's, that's excellent. I like that a lot. A ring worn thumbtack. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, at UTT Rob. Um said he went to see Dusty Bin open the Ridings shopping centre in Wakefield. Dusty Bin. You're gonna have to with, help me out here, I don't know who that is. Right, you you must remember the, the game show
0: three two one. Yeah? Dusty bin was when you you got the answer wrong, uh and you got the the stupid little bin with a face on.
1: Oh yeah. Oh uh, okay. Yeah, I, mean, I remember.
0: That, I don't know if that's a massive claim to fame. It's literally just i with a face and arms and legs. So it's the weakest one yet, Rob. You really, you, I think you could have done better there, mate.
1: Ooh, that sounds like one of my school reports. <laughs> <laughs> seven out of ten see me. <laughs> yeah, are well, seven stretching, like seven stretching. <laughs> I mean, um, have you got any, Mags, any merch that you're really proud of or anything you're really happy about or anything that you think is a bit funny now looking back uh
0: do you know personally i don't own anything particularly funny like i mean you've seen my uh the the burgeoning uh belt collection that i've started to gather i've got like uh lots and lots of wrestling t-shirts but nothing that really stands out but we did do an episode of badlands where we uh we covered wacky wrestling merchandise so i've
1: still Ooh, got. yes i loved that episode it was fantastic i really really enjoyed it
0: i've still got the research uh, in a in a text file of the ones that are put forward uh so we, i can quickly go through uh some of them yeah yeah go on so in uh the early 2010s wwe brought out uh something called pizza prints which is essentially a sticker that you would put over your cheese and tomato pizza or or even if you want pepperoni, I suppose, and you would cook it and it would melt onto your pizza. So you could essentially have uh, a picture of John Cena and you could pull the the slice out and it would stretch his face and you could eat John Cena if you wished. Uh, But there was actually one um, that was kane's face but uh if you remember the maskless kane so the one where he kind of looked deformed um so you can imagine that melted onto a pizza so you've got a deformed face well, that's then, a bit
1: close to the bone isn't it
0: yeah uh then melted onto a pizza then stretched out when you pull the pizza away that's a yeah it's uh not something i could particularly want uh then, in uh, 2013, TNA entered the wackier merchandise market when... Do you remember a wrestler called Eric Young? Yes. Okay, so he, he basically had a torrid time it in uh, WWE when he got called up to the main roster with, with Sanity. Uh, but before he was uh, there, he was one of the more popular wrestlers in TNA, member of our uh, team, Canada, and stuff like that. And then he actually had a push in the world tap, if you remember... Um, So they brought out some merchandise for for him, and it was a plastic beard, a fake plastic beard uh, (laughs) that you would wear uh, whilst whilst watching Eric Young uh, matches. But they were glittery, they were shiny, they didn't particularly look like a beard. And there was absolutely no kind of like markings or uh, lettering to show that it was just Eric Young. So basically, you'd just walk around with a, a, a half-assed a semblance of a, a glittery beard. Um, so there was that. Uh, then I've saved the best two to last. I think um, one of the the worst uh, accepted storylines in in WWE is uh, the Katie Vick stuff.
1: Oh, I, or remember I remember you discussing this. This is H- shocking.
0: Triple H uh, essentially shagging a dead body. Oh, now, um, Katie Witt was a cheerleader in the storyline. Uh, Kane uh, crashed his car. They'd both been out. Uh, Katie had been drinking. She died in, in the car crash. Kane didn't. He, he um, tortured himself for that mercilessly. But she was uh, the cheerleader. Um and the merchandise that you could get was a cheerleader costume with pom-poms, uh, a, the blue and white top that she wore, and a frilled skirt. Um, so uh, if you know a website called Wrestle Crap, they uh, take the very worst things of wrestling and, and they basically put them in lists. Well, they bought uh, one of these merchandise packs, and it came with way more than it was... a. That, that was advertised. So the guy opened up the, the packaging. Um, one of them said, the, one of the bags said this was all sand. And he said, and I'm going to go word for word because I can't do it justice as much as WrestleCrap did. So he okay. says, I open up the first of the baggies, the one that is that had all sand scribbled across it, apparently by a, a three-year-old with his first Crayola. And this is what I found. <laughs> one bra and no less than four pairs of panties all signed by wrestling's equivalent to the Antichrist Triple H okay so oh my God. next he goes for the sickos out there and you know who you are, you'll be glad to know that your favourite deceased pump, pom shaking gal was a 36C okay so then she also had very weird feet as apparently the socks, which were six pairs, ranged from stockings that Andre the giant could have put both feet in at once to a pair so dinky that you wouldn't you wouldn't have fit Sky Lolo's pinky toe. I'm assuming Sky Lolo or maybe a, a small person. Um, they also received an official certificate of authenticity signed by Linda McMahon. Um The highlight was the outfit itself. It looks to be very well made and perhaps if he lost £150 and maybe his penis he could dance around with it it, into the delight of absolutely no one. So I scattered everything across my floor. I looked at my bounty. A cheerleader outfit. Three pom-poms. I did not dare even ask how she would wave the odd pom-pom. Four (laughs) pairs of panties. A bra, by my least favourite wrestler, and six pairs of odd socks.
1: Why? That's incredible. I mean that could you could you could complete the set, couldn't you? You could buy the Kane pizza topper and the Katie Vick outfit and just go for a whole, you know, theme, couldn't you? Do you know what I mean?
0: I mean you could reenact the the that fateful day when Katie Vic lost a laugh and then Triple H had a, a quick do on her
1: see is that is that wrong that that's where I kind of draw the line <laughs> as we're talking here we've been discussing um, babe station uh, <laughs> um, you know me basically mooning someone on a yeah you know, don't get wrong Abby short on but me mooning someone on a a uh, job interview and then we're talking about ordering signed panties online but yet reenacting the car crash is where i think oh perhaps we've gone a bit far there is that odd is that an odd place to draw the line i don't know
0: <laughs> I mean, is there even a line to draw
1: to be fair i, I think with, with this show sometimes the line is more like a dot in the distance where we've passed it so long ago. that is shocking mate
0: well I'll, I'll 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 save i'll do the the next one basically this one may kind of brighten the mood uh but it's the Hulk Hogan
1: meat shoes. Oh, yes. These are fantastic. And I still want a pair.
0: Uh, yeah. So this uh, this all came up in about 2007 when uh, there's a forum called somethingawful.com. Uh, somebody wrote a post there uh, talking about wrestling merch. And one of the users, a guy called Andrew Miller, he said he remembered uh, an advert for some Hulk Hogan uh, trainers, some um some basically mer- uh, uh, merchandise for uh in the form of, of of sneakers, as they would say in America. Uh, and inside the, the the uniqueness of these trainers was that they had inside the sole uh, a drawer where you could pull it out and pop in uh, a little piece of meat that uh, you could keep warm whilst you you you're walking on the go Your kind of like kinetic energy kept this piece of meat that you put in there nice and toasty, warm so you could have things like ham beef jerky <laughs> uh, chicken slim jim whatever you felt like you needed a, a protein fix slide open the drawer pop it in your mouth uh and away you go uh so nobody absolutely uh believed this guy They said he was uh he was an idiot and uh, he actually maybe was going mental dreaming up these uh these meat shoes um, but he uh, prevailed and he even drew a product of what uh, a kind of like a, a rudimentary example of what they look like. So he took months and months of of, uh, of, of uh, mockery from this forum until a user called Happy Go Lumpy uh, charmed into the chat. And this is where it gets interesting. He claimed that he was a, a shoe designer and he remembered the product uh, so he uh, spoke to some of his friends who were still working in the industry and he found out that one of them used to work on celebrity lasses footwear and that this guy actually sent him a blueprint design complete with the model number, the description, uh, a tentative release date, and loads of details about uh, the material and, and the the dimensions of the shoe Um so he, he sent uh, this happy-go-lumped, this information, and he quickly posted it to this uh, this forum. Um, so just looking at the the uh, designs and the blueprints, they're very similar to uh, kind of an Adidas superstar, you know, the Shelto um, uh, trainers. They've got air vents for where the meat is and a little pull-down door where you can pull out the drawer. Now, obviously, these, these products <laughs> don't seem to have actually come to market. Uh, it seems that maybe they put the advert out, maybe to test uh, to see if there would be uh, any interest, and they they never kind of uh, came uh, into into laugh. But this sparked uh, the the forum and and uh, some of the users uh, into into laugh, and one user in particular called Dano Zombies Go Raw. He went full on manufacturer mode. And he has got a very detailed um, process of how he went from taking an old pair of shoes to creating these absolutely amazing uh, meat shoes. So he sliced out a section of the sole with his Stanley knife, which was actually called Stabby. He put on some uh, <laughs> a sticker calling it Stabby. He, um, he only could get so far with that, so he finished the job with a hacksaw. Then he made a drawer out of a piece of wood that he had rooted out. Um, then he painted them red and yellow, obviously, because it's the Hulk, so you've got to go red and yellow. Um, of course. And and they they looked, I mean, I certainly wouldn't wear them, but they
1: looked like a pair of trainers. That's what a Hogan hater, though, Mags, isn't it? That's why.
0: <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's <laughs> because of that. If they were macho man meat shoes, I might have had a do on them. Um, but... This Dino uh, Zombies Go Raw went the full hog. He decided to go and wear them to the shop. He bought some jerky. He then filled his shoe with the jerky and walked home. And when he got home, he uh, he documented eating the, the jerky that came out of the shoe, and he proclaimed it to be both warm and delicious. So, yeah, the 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 most wacky... A uh, piece of merchandise has got to be Hulk Hogan's
1: uh, meat shoes, brother. Oh, why that is amazing! I mean, I, I think we've hit on something else as well there that has been maybe ignored in this whole story that you, you told on Badlands and, and you've brilliantly repeated here because it does make me laugh a lot. I'm not going <laughs> to lie, you know, um the Hulk Hogan meat shoes, great idea, but the merchandising impossibilities of the Macho Man meat shoes. Mm oh i think there's a trick being missed there he was the slim jim guy yeah yeah macho man meat shoes it even sounds better the name is perfect that's going on the list Max. that's going on the list along with our egg and crest sandwich van and our cream soda cologne macho man meat shoes is the third prong to our empire mate we're gonna get rich
0: i mean you could even go one step further and bring it into the new millennium you could have current wwe wrestlers and even current AEW wrestlers with their own licensed uh, draw containing shoes. I mean, if you've got a, a vegan wrestler, maybe someone like uh, Austin Aries, pop a, a little bit of celery in there. I mean, I don't know how much that like, sweaty feet warm celery would taste like, but the op- the the options are there.
1: But could you maybe put in like, you know, you get those plastic ice cubes that you can reuse. Oh, yeah. you could chuck a couple of them in there, can not you? But then your feet will get cold. Which could be quite nice in the summer, actually. Yeah, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. M&Ms melt,
0: don't melt in your hand, they melt in your mouth. You could oh, test they melt by the- your feet. You could <laughs> test that theory. Do they melt by your feet? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mate, honestly, how are we not rich?
0: <laughs> it's because we have ridiculous ideas like this.
1: Well, you say ridiculous. I say just untested. There's a big difference. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, very quickly before we get on to our match, the reason I bought this up was because I ordered a R.N. Anderson action figure um, from like the early 90s WCW range uh, with some of my birthday money. It it was great. It made me feel like I was 12 years old again buying wrestling figures with my birthday money. It was awesome. Um, But going through them all online... I noticed something really, really strange, and I'll post some pictures when this episode comes out this week. Virtually every Arn Anderson figure I found on eBay, its arse was worn off. <laughs> you know? Obviously, they're, they're, the, the, the figure is like a sort of, you know, the, the, the pinky skin colour, and then they just paint the trunks on, don't they, right? What but it doesn't matter... Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it it, it didn't matter whether it was R. Anderson in his white trunks, R. Anderson in his red trunks, whatever. The arses were worn off. So it's just like he had his trunks on, but then when you got around the back, his bum cheeks were just sticking out. (laughs) And Uh, that was on every single one one of them. Well, yeah, I I think I got the one that had the least worn arse. You know, all the others, the the arses were worn. And What are people doing to their R. Anderson action figures? What's going on? Is there some sort of weird R. Anderson arse fetish club i don't know about uh, i mean you, you
0: you may now be an honorary member if you bought one of the figures well i'm a big iron fan i'm
1: not gonna lie but maybe not that big but yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean
0: i don't know what to tell you
1: <sighs> yeah i mean Look, so I'll, I'll stick it's kink, pictures yeah. of what i found on ebay or on the uh on the show when, when this comes out like on our social medias at chain underscore wrestling and what we'll, uh uh, and people can see. And there's like I got three or four different options I took screenshots of while I was looking through because I just thought, what's going on? It's like it's like he's wearing a fong or something all the time. You know? And again, I'm a big I'm a big on Anderson fan, but not I'm not a big fan of Arn Anderson's arse. so that's a completely different different show. You know, that's a different scenario. I mean it's all linking to Babe Station. It is, mate. Getting back to Babe Station and selling myself online. Um I suppose the wackiest or weirdest ra- or most random bit of merch I got um I've got a signed picture by uh Dean Stockwell who played Al in Quantum Leap.
0: Wow, I mean that's that is a, I'd say he's a fairly big star.
1: Yeah, quite random, isn't it, you know? I mean I'm a big Quantum Leap fan so for me that's quite cool. Um it, it, it was in a film called Langoliers as well which uh
0: it's, it's not a good film but it's a, certainly a kind of like switch your brain off film and I, I enjoy that so yeah, that's like that. time travel Max it does and it does. Me- it does involve time travel and meatballs that eat
1: up the earth anything that involves time travel mate I'm all about that
0: yeah it's, it's Steering Kings the Langaliers, it's a it's a definitely a, sh- a shut your brain off watch uh, and watch kind of
1: movie but yeah it does involve time travel like people can shut their brain off and listen to us sort of thing.
0: Well, or just shut us off and listen to the brain. Either off. <laughs> Either's <Eve> good. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> My uh, brother-in-law has Mr. Spoon's autograph from Button Me.
0: Now, how would that work? Because he's got that fork for hands. How does he hold the pen?
1: Why, why have you got to be like that? Why have you got to judge him like that? If he's, if he's, if he's signed an autograph, I think that should be a... You know, and also,
0: his arms. It happy I, for it. I mean, um, this is me vaguely remembering uh, Button Moon. But his arms only move like in one direction. So surely, if he had a, even if he had a pen trapped in the forks, it only draw a line because he's got no like, lateral movement. He can't. He can't like go in circles or anything like that. So is it just a, a pen
1: line? <laughs> Sorry. So my my mid-40s brother-in-law has the autograph of Mr. Spoon, a fictional character, who is a spoon, and your issue is he hasn't got the lateral movement to write his name. That, that, that's the issue you have with that. I'm, I'm, I'm just questioning the
0: validity of that, that autograph. I think your, your brother-in-law may have
1: had the wool pulled over his eyes. Oh, mate, be, I, I, I'm just going to say, I hope he doesn't hear this, but he doesn't listen.
0: Now, <laughs> if he'd have had the signature of Egbert uh, from Bottom Moon, that would have been a different story.
1: Because mm, he has lateral movement, yeah?
0: Yeah. Well, I assume so. We've been being a human.
1: Right, OK. <laughs> Big difference, in there, I suppose, between being a human and a spoon?
0: Exactly, there is. <laughs> the <strings laughs> don't tend to bend.
1: No, no, really.
0: Oh, we've put I've, I've ruined his! I've ruined! I've ruined his, his his whole childhood now.
1: That's it, you know. He's, he's going to be outside, burning his Mister Spoon autograph. One single tear rolling down his cheek on the patio. You know, <laughs> God's sake! Hello, brother. This is NWA WCW Enhancement Talent Randy Hogan, baby. Being in the ring with the Road Warriors, Vader, Abdul the Butcher, Midnight Express and all them guys. Let me tell you, it was
0: dang rough. But not as rough as listening to Cy and Mags on that chain wrestling show, brother. What you gonna do when this pair of fools, Cy, Mags and chain wrestling, brother, runs wild on you?
1: Okay, we've put it off long enough. Shall we have a look at this wrestling match that you put forward? Let's do it. <laughs> so with, what was it, 66% of the votes. I mean, it was very close for a long time as well. We've only, like, I think it was like eight or seven hours left. It was still sat at like 50-50, which is quite, quite cool.
0: And then uh, Wrestling Twitter decided to fuck us again.
1: Yeah, yeah, so thanks a lot. I don't think we're going to get it much better this week, either with the rant I've just had on my Wrestling Twitter today, you know?
0: I mean, I've got... Hopefully a fairly decent pick. So maybe we'll we'll get some decent wrestling to watch next week.
1: Oh, my my pick is my pick is shite. My pick's awful. We'll come to that in a bit. But I basically picked it thinking, "Screw you, Mags." I didn't enjoy this match. I'm getting you back. <laughs>
0: I'm getting you back.
1: But now yeah. I'm thinking. But,
0: but yeah. But the thing is, you you have fell into the trap that I fell into. That you also have to watch the trap that you put yeah. forward.
1: Yeah, and like I said, I was I watched I watched this match uh, around uh, what five o'clock this morning, or whenever it was, and that's when I decided on where I was going from it. And I was in a grumpy, tired mood, and now I look back on it and think oh, I'm looking at my notes and I'm thinking, "You dickhead, you si, stitched yourself, actually." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping everyone votes for your choice. But anyway, we are heading to uh well first of all thank you to everyone who voted and retweeted and so on to take us to the next link in the chain here at chain underscore wrestling on twitter where you can find the poll each week Um we are heading to bash at the beach 1995 july the 16th 1995 from huntington beach california the attendance is listed online in various places at nine and a half thousand i don't know if that was people there to watch wrestling or just people have a little wander on the beach mags who knows well
0: um, apparently uh, wcw said that there was uh, around a hundred thousand people there um, but yeah the nine and a half thousand that attended actually didn't even pay so it was they didn't make any money from attendance
1: Mm. So it, it was literally just people wandering around. Yeah, I mean, why doesn't that happen anymore? Well, obviously I know why that doesn't happen anymore. WCW run out of business because of decisions like that. But it's like you had uh, the the Sturgis motorbike rallies where people didn't have to pay to go watch the wrestling there. You got Bash at the Beach where people don't have to pay to watch wrestling there. Oh, I go watch a wrestling show because I got to pay. That sucks. Yeah. It's,
0: it, it's ridiculous. I mean, why aren't every every company like WCW just give us everything for free?
1: Yeah. I reckon. Well, I think I think we know the answer to that, don't we? <laughs> um, and the match we have is our United States champion, Sting, versus Meng, or Haku, as he was known in the WWF. Mm-hmm. Um, again, for the WCW United States title. Um, it's the opener on the show. I mean, there's a few dark matches, but it's the opener for the actual pay-per-view itself. It is we had a lovely cheesy intro going into the pay-per-view very much of its time. i think we need to touch on that intro because
0: I, f- I felt that that was actually more interesting than than the actual match so um i've got someone who who's transcribed what was said on that that intro because they were trying to build meng to be this unstoppable monster um he basically come back to uh, wcw uh, earlier that year he'd beaten um hacksaw at uncensored uh he'd had a, a double count out uh, match against hawk and then he'd lost in the finals of the us title tournament to sting uh, but now obviously he's, he's getting uh this push where he's this monster um heel so the the promo goes something like this From the time of his existence, he was taught to intimidate, to eliminate, to conquer and destroy. A one-man shield of steel, it's Meng. Brought up to protect the emperors of the Far East, his soul disperses fear to all persons willing to step into his protective domain trained in nine forms of martial arts now that nine forms of martial arts will be interesting in a a little bit Um, Meng is a master of disaster, inside (laughs) his mind the focus is there discipline, tenacity intelligence the fight will continue until the breathing stops termination victims are many friends are few fear is widespread protect my master with all means necessary i have been put here to finish the contest to eliminate the competition to continue to serve this is
1: meng that's that's really something isn't it <laughs> its absolutely quality what was absolutely. the first bit again since he was since his existence he was taught to intimidate
0: of his existence he was taught to intimidate from to the time
1: l- of his in his existence so they're saying basically from when he was born he was taught to intimidate yeah I so mean, it what, makes sense what are we going to then like he's he's a little then he's been uh his mum's breastfeeding him and he's there just eyeballing her <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, or oh, he's having his nappy changed and he's like got his fists clenched, ready to pounce and attack. And how does that work since the time of his existence? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's brilliant. I totally get
0: what you mean. I totally get. I mean, this is a guy who said the fart will continue until the breathing stops, but yet lost to a, a roll up pin. So oh. he, the fire, he didn't. it certainly didn't stop breathing. He was breathing after the fire had finished. So he's just a liar, isn't it? He? He's just. I mean, not that I'm calling Meng a liar. No, no,
1: I uh, know no. no, he's no, an uh, actual. We love you, we love you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, why? I and mean, you mentioned there as well. You said like the the seven. Uh, sorry, the nine different martial arts being interesting. Okay. Is that that's, because Sting refers to it as seven later on? That's because Sting
0: fucks off two of those <laughs> martial arts later on and says that there's only seven. So he he might not count uh, Aikido and Judo as a, as a genuine martial art. Martial art. So he bags them off. He only mm. he only recognises seven of those martial arts. The other two can get fucked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but also in that interview and though I've got here that really tickled me I don't know why it made me laugh so much sleep deprivation I guess I don't know but um, <laughs> Sting says like, uh, Meng knows seven different martial arts but then goes on to say that none of that matters because he's got palm trees on the ocean
0: <laughs> and the waves and waves of Stingers big ones, oh. little ones and also the medium sized ones they're the killer, the medium
1: sized yeah you got to look out for the... Because, me- obviously, the big stingers you can see coming a mile off, the little stingers, they'll, like, bite your ankles, and that can be quite uncomfortable. The medium stingers, though, they go under the radar. They sneak in, don't they?
0: Exactly, mate.
1: Exactly. So, medium-sized stingers.
0: It, it all builds attention for what is an absolutely
1: outstanding match. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a note here saying that the belt looks good. So, that's one positive.
0: Yeah, it, it's... Um... I mean, it is a nice-looking belt, to be fair. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I think a lot of the older WCW belts don't get the appreciation that they should get, and, yeah, I do like that, that old-school WCW US title.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, okay, so we start off with uh, you know, a few tie-ups, a few shove-downs, a few slaps and so on, and all, all that usual sort of baby-face heel dynamic from this sort of time period. Um, Sting's face paint didn't last very long, did it?
0: Well, he's wrestling on a beach with no clouds, bright blue sky, roasting hot sun. I don't know how he thought it was going to last.
1: Also, right? Don't get me wrong. I'm guessing you know you get the weather forecast and all that sort of stuff. Of course you do. But these things are booked well in advance. Mm-hmm. There's no. It's not like WrestleMania when it's outside. Or even going back to like WrestleMania Nine, which was 1993 um so you know a couple of years before this they had roofs or or, or, or sort of uh something built over the top of the ring there's yeah. nothing here it's just literally a ring on a beach what if it pissed time of rain
0: well i, I assume it, they don't get a lot of rain in in california um yeah but you don't know dear. Do you? you know I'd no, I, I agree i, I mean the, ol- the only thing that was above the ring was like the lighting grid so imagine the beaming hot sun on you and then uh, to make sure you get the perfect line, you've got the, the red hot spotlights as well. So there's no winning in this match, and you can tell why it, it ended the way it did.
1: Yes, it didn't end well, did it? Um, Slim Jim's everywhere on this as well, isn't it? You can tell yeah. that you know Randy Savage, WCW, Eric Bischoff is really pushing this whole Slim gym thing. They've got covers over the corner posts mm-hmm. that... I think look freaking horrendous. It's it's quite a visual overload anyway because nothing's it's like doors and it's in the day, so nothing's lit to sort of make you um, draw your attention to the ring, shall we say. In a way, yep. it reminds me of the Thunderdome, where it's so so well lit behind the ring. There seems to be so much going on at any one time. It, does yep. that make sense? And and then you've also got a crowd who are in their, um are in the
0: swim shorts and the bikinis, so your your eyes are not always focused on on the wrestling, which in hindsight may be a a bit of a good thing. You've got, at least you've got something slightly entertaining rather than watching this absolute shower shit. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, uh, There's one of my least favorite moves in wrestling ever. There's a a nerve hold applied (laughs) by Meng at one stage, which was, I, I just don't get it because the other guy can literally use any of his arms or legs, his head, anything. Just just to chin the fella and get out of it. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, they, you know, they stand there and struggle on, don't they?
0: They do. There's ah, uh, so many like hookups and, and headlock rest breaks. Um, Sting eventually does get the uh the Scorpion Deathlock on, even though uh, Tony and uh, Bobby the Brain say he will never be able to turn him over, he does it relatively easily, to be fair. <laughs> uh, and then Colonel Parker gets up onto the ring and Sting just lets it go. Just uh for no reason butcher's just gone antagonised. Colonel Parker, he decides to let the 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 um deathlock go and receives a good old kick to the kidneys for his troubles.
1: Yeah. Um on the on the topic there of letting go of holds, I've got a few here. There's the nerve hold from Meng. Um mm. there's a weird knee-in-the-back hold where he's got one of Sting's legs, kind of angled in a certain way, that probably looks more comfortable than painful. To be fair, um, there's an abdominal stretch applied by Meng. Um, I mean, all
0: the way through this match, from about from about three or four minutes in, you could tell that the heat uh, was not conducive to good wrestling because you yeah. saw Sting's face pain uh, literally drip off. Meng was absolutely knackered. He was he was like sucking in air for a long period of his time. So yeah, I, I actually understand why we were getting these, this really slow paced, uh, rest hold heavy um, uh, wrestling because Meng was was absolutely knackered. You could you could tell he just wasn't able to cope with the weather.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, with with regards to that, the the, the sort of weird back hold thing the abdominal stretch, the nerve holds, you had a Boston Crab to that where he hooked both legs under one arm, which did look quite cool, to be fair. Mm-hmm. All of those holds, for no reason at all, he just let go of. Yeah, Sting made no effort to power out of. Sting was making no comeback. He literally just let go. Which, off. again, makes no sense at all to the story of the match. No. I
0: mean, this whole match made no sense, to be quite fair. It makes no sense
1: that you picked it, Mags. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i mean we did get a a really cool um finish to be fair i felt uh when sting went for the the um the stinger splash and took a proper boot to the face i thought that that looked pretty good
1: oh Um, there's a couple in there where um first of all meng tries to suplex sting into the ring yeah and almost kills him by dropping him straight on his head and if he didn't have that wonderful flat top surfer haircut, it might have been dangerous. But the hair, I think the hair saved him there, Max. It,
0: quite uh, possibly. Quite possibly.
1: Yeah. Um, and then on that occasion you're talking about there, where he goes for the stinger splash in the corner, Meng gets his feet up to counter it or block it and literally kicks Sting's head straight off his shoulders.
0: Yep. Absolutely. There's a spot where Sting goes for a sunset flip and uh, yeah. Meng literally just falls uh, onto the ropes. Yeah, he's. It's it's not good. It's not good at all. <laughs>
1: Sting jumps in a sunset flip as well, doesn't he? Meng mm-hmm. is trying to put a sunset flip on Sting, and Sting just jumps straight up in the air and then just sits down on his face.
0: Yep. Yeah. And then there's a, an attempt at a hurricane runner, which may be the slowest hurricane runner that I've seen in, in the Hall of Wrestling. It was it was god awful.
1: Yeah, this is bad. Um, <laughs> and then ultimately I suppose we've got there's not much else to talk about other than the uh, the roll up of doom at the end yep, the roll up of doom that's how
0: you win matches with a, a shitty ass cradle and a roll up off a missed kick as well uh, I, I thought this was a five star classic of a match and um, I would happily watch this again um, but that's not the end of the action once Stinger uh, has been uh determined to be the winner meng gets a, a second wind and decides to beat the living piss out of him again uh mm. until we first i mean it may have made sense back at the time but we got road warrior hawk rocking out with uh with with the shoulder uh, pads on to come and protect sting and, and walking back uh that I assume is a cabin on the on the beach Where the, where the, the wrestlers go and get chained But yeah, I don't understand why uh, Road Warrior Hawk was involved I don't understand why Meng showed more effort in the beatdown after the match Than he did in the 15 minutes of t- horrific wrestling that we had to put on And then, and I don't know if you watched further on into the show We went straight into a, a Jimmy Hart and Renegade promo Which was probably more uh, entertaining than this whole match
1: I ended up watching virtually the whole pay per view, mate. I, I cut quite...
0: it. I cut it off after that promo. Once I heard uh, Fake Ultimate Warrior say Jimmy Hart had uh, uh, t- taught him to be to uh, terminate on
1: sat. that was me done. I watched Kamala versus Duggan. Oh, I just, you... just, just remember, this is not 1988. <laughs> this is Kamala or Duggan oh my word it's one of the worst things I've ever seen it actually makes this match look good Kamala Duggan it makes this match look good because at least in this match we get a shitty finish fine but we get a finish in Kamala Duggan the finish is because the bloody Zodiac runs in and interferes so you you don't just have Duggan and Kamala and the awful mess that they put on You've got Brutus Beefcake running in with a stupid amount of face paint on. His hair done up like, I, I don't know, some bootleg version of Gene Simmons. And it's just, oh, it was, it was terrible. I, again, I don't know why I sat there and watched it. I don't know why I put myself through this. You know, it's just bad. I, mean,
0: I didn't. I, I saw sense and and turned it off after the Renegade promo because I thought that we'd peaked. Yeah, There was no getting over that.
1: None of it got better than that, mate. Honestly, mate, <laughs> the whole show sucked ass. Um, okay, I suppose we better give this a rating. Uh, Dave Meltzer gave it two stars. I think it was, Max. Was that's that fucking of? generous. That's oh.
0: absolutely generous. No. So either says you saying that's a four out of ten. Absolutely not. This is one of the worst matches we've watched on the show so far. Uh, I'm, I'm happy giving it a two.
1: Oh, why? I've actually got 2 out of 10 written here as well. <laughs> and that puts it easily, easily the worst match we have looked at on this show because the lowest mark before this was 5 out of 10 for Steiner and Booker T on our very first episode, mate.
0: I think we should retroactively give that a, a raising score because this, this was embarrassingly bad. It made
1: that look like a 5-star classic. It is, it's so dreadful. It is. But there we go. We've done it now. 15 minutes worth of my life that I'm, I'm never, ever going to get back. <laughs> Thank you, Wrestling Twitter. That was wonderful. Um, <laughs> uh, I suppose we better have a little look now as to where we're going next. Mags, yes. do you want to go first or second, my friend? I'll go first. Uh, I'll see if we can uh, we can please,
0: uh, not only Wrestling Twitter, but us as well, we'll get Mag Bale to watch some... Genuinely good wrestling. So, the link is Meng. He is uh, a generational wrestler, part of a, a legacy. Uh, and he's also the father to uh, one of the greatest tag teams around in wrestling today. Uh, the Gorillas of Destiny over in, in New Japan, Tanga Loa and Tama Tonga. Yep so there's a there's a lot of uh in wrestling it seems to be a very generational uh a very generational business you tend to get uh second generation third generation even fourth generation wrestlers uh but it's it's rare that you get um sons of of a wrestler who who stick together as a tag team so we've got that with god but we have also got it with somebody else now uh Rikisha, Rikisha uh, is a obviously we know him from the WWF former Intercontinental Champion. Um, he uh, he famously fell off the top of a uh, hell in a cell when uh, he he was in that six pack challenge, and he's also a father of uh, of two boys who are in the wrestling business and also again can't can't girls of, like of destiny, one of the best tag teams going today. The the Usos. Now, uh, Jey Uso is obviously involved heavily with Roman Reigns now, part of that Samoan dynasty. But uh, when both of them are fit and and wrestling together, they do create some magic in the ring. So I'm going to go with an Uso's match uh, as as that link to the the familial connection. And I'm going to go back to Money in the Bank 2013. Right. So, the Usos were actually on the kickoff show in a tag team match for the WWE Tag Team Titles against The Shield, which was Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. So, Roman Reigns, the current head of the table, the current face of the company, was on the 2013 Money in the Bank kickoff show, defending his, uh, his tag team titles with Seth Rollins against the Usos. So that's where I would like to go.
1: Okay. Why? I've, I've never seen that. I can tell yeah. you now, I, I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, Usos versus Reigns and Rollins from Money in the Bank 2013 kickoff. Why? Yeah, that sounds like it would be absolutely brilliant. It's something I've not seen that sounds very, very good. Not gonna lie. Um Max, I've done something horrible. <laughs> <laughs> in oh, my, repent, tired grump, in my tired grumpy sins. Oh, in my tired grumpy state. I I've I've kind of lashed out, I think. Um, <laughs> my link is basically Hogan being on top of the card we've just watched. And no, we're not going to when he saves the world. I'm too tired to do that. <laughs> um I'm literally just going to go from one pay-per-view from the mid-90s with WCW, with Hogan on top against Vader that we just seen at Bash of the Beach for the Sting Meng match opening match show. And I thought, if we're going to watch awful wrestling, why not watch awful wrestling that we can at least have a good laugh and a giggle at with more awful characters. Um, so I've gone for Uncensored 96, and Hogan is the link there because he's on top again as always and it's Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage and he they are facing the Force to end Hulkamania uh, I don't know if people are familiar with the Force to end Hulkamania but basically it was I think it's like an 8 man team um, so you've got it's a doomsday cage match it's referred to as so it's like a 3 layer cage And it's Hogan and Randy Savage, and they are facing Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, our buddy Meng, the Barbarian, Lex Luger, the Taskmaster, which is always a delight, Uh, Z Gangster, which was Zeus um, from the WWF, the Ultimate Solution, um, which is a very bad name.
0: Oh my god! As if that—I mean, I remember the name, and yeah, yeah, that was horrific. (laughs)
1: Because that was the name they actually changed it to. Because the original name was, you know, what the bloody Nazis referred yeah. to, uh, you oh, know. Wow. Um And they have Woman and Miss Elizabeth and Jimmy Fall, that uh, Jimmy Hart, with them. Um So yeah, I, there's a lot. I there's a lot of crap.
0: That's there. definitely not overbooked.
1: Oh no, no, no! It's really straightforward, I imagine. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Please, for for everything that is holy wrestling twitter do not let us watch that absolute trap let us watch the usos please we we need some good wrestling on this show now you've it's had your had fun it. you've had your fun yeah we all get a giggle when we have to watch the showers <laughs> of shot. but come on now <laughs> enough's enough
1: see it's funny <laughs> i literally picked this match thinking you know what mags sod it you picked a shit match i'm gonna pick some awful too and now I hear your selection, I'm like, oh, I've done something really bad. <laughs> you know? And I feel really angry at myself now. Because I know what's going to happen. Wrestling Twitter are literally going to just screw us. But I hope, I, no, I, hope, I hope they won't. The match that you're listing there is great, and I'd love to watch that. I've got faith in wrestling Twitter, mate. They're going to help us out. They're going to vote for, for what we, we, we should be watching.
0: I mean, for context, the match I've picked has got an 8.55 rating on cage match. Um, let's just find yours. No, let's not. Since <laughs> 1996, you said Zeus. Please be that Zeus. Matches the Doomsday Cage Match. Let's have a look. How the, well the show itself got a 2.02 rating on uh, on Cage Match. So that is not a good start. Oh, but, I bet
1: that's I bet that's the undercard dragging it down though. Because all the star power is in the main event, isn't it? It's got (laughs) one
0: point two rated. The majority of its of its votes are zero out of ten. Why? (sighs) I've done something really bad, haven't I? And it's twenty five minutes long. Yeah. 25 minutes 16 seconds yeah of torture don't do us dirty wrestling 12 <laughs> <Come on>. let, <laughs> let us, us watch the let us play
1: in the paint
0: with the usos
1: that's it <laughs> <laughs> okay um so just to recap then your poll this week which will be attached to uh the tweet i put out with the episode links on when this episode drops is the Usos versus Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins from the Shield at Money in the Bank 2013 Kickoff Show, or um, Hogan and Savage versus the Force to End Hulkamania from Uncensored '96? Um, please vote for the Usos much, <laughs> Mags. Where can people find you on
0: Twitter, my friend? You can find me, sir, at DJ Kirkman, uh where I have more wrestling and other sport based
1: podcasts than any one human should ever have. Indeed. And it's all fantastic stuff. So I suggest go and check that out. Um, you can find the show at chain underscore wrestling where you'll be able to find again links to the shows and the polls are also on there as well. Uh, so make sure you're voting in those and deciding where the chain takes us next. Um, and you can find me at SJP words. Um, I'm off now to go and start an OnlyFans. Max, I will speak with you next week, my friend. <laughs> bye bye.